Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I'm your host, Yolanda Williams. And tonight, um, our show is later than I've ever done it, I believe. But I'm coming from um, Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I am right now. And I'm leaving tomorrow. But I wanted to share with you tonight, because it has been a while, but I've been traveling. So in the last week, I have been in Asheville, North Carolina, and until yesterday, I was in Washington, D.C., and like I said, now I'm in Cleveland. But anyway, I'll be on the road for the next few days, and I'm documenting the entire adventure. And initially, I had a plan of sharing my experiences with you, but I've just not had the time. So... I am planning on documenting everything and possibly writing some blog posts about this experience. So if you're not following me on Facebook yet, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Yuchi Wellness and see what has happened on this adventure so far. But anyway, I wanted to talk to you tonight about what to do after Reiki class and The reason this came up was because right before I started traveling, I taught a Reiki master level class in San Diego. And those students inspired me to do this show, you know, with just focusing on what to do and what comes up for people after Reiki class. And they asked if I would share information from the point of view of practitioners. So, of course, I'm going to give you some tips of how to help you on your journey with this beautiful technique. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, We'll start at the beginning with Reiki Level 1. Now, if you have taken the class, you know that Reiki Level 1 is very foundational. It's where you learn the history of Reiki and how to use the technique on yourself and other people. And then after the class, a lot of students wonder if they're doing it correctly or if their energy is strong enough, if it's coming through them strong enough. So one of the things I want to let you know is that when you become attuned to Reiki, you are essentially working on your own energy. And when this happens, you're allowing yourself to become a conduit of higher levels and frequencies of universal life force energy. It's kind of like an activation of your pineal and an alignment of your chakras and a clearing of stuck and stagnant energy within your field. And so all of this is why a lot of people feel more intuitive after Reiki attunements and why some people experience sensations of release, such as processing um, old wounds very consciously for healing Or, you know, in my experience, I was very tired after my very first attunement. But the most common shift that people recognize is heightened perception and awareness. So if you are tuned to Reiki Level 1, that's something you want to make note of, just your point of view, how you're viewing things. Now, after the Reiki Level 1, I always suggest practicing, of course. Now, first and foremost, you want to work on yourself. The more you balance your own energy, 
the clearer conduit you become. And this will help you to see with more clarity and come to understand energy in new ways. Um, with the level one, I also recommend practicing on your friends and family. Now, technically, with level one, you're not considered a practitioner. So it's a good idea to practice on people close to you as a way of learning and understanding how you personally translate energy. And you can't do it wrong. Again, with Reiki, you are a conduit of energy. And whomever you're working on will get exactly what is needed and the highest and best for them. However, the more familiar you become with how you personally work with energy, the more full-bodied your sessions will become. So what happens as you practice is you begin to understand what you see, what you feel, and what you sense when you're working in someone's field you'll start to understand that spinning in your hands and that prickly feeling or whatever other sensations, how you sense and translate energy. And from this, some, actually a lot of Reiki practitioners will begin to receive intuitive messages while working with their clients. And that's actually why I personally started teaching intuitive development in conjunction with um, Reiki training. Now, one thing I do want to point out for anyone who is a Reiki practitioner, of course, if you're receiving intuitive messages for clients, be sure you're very careful with what you share and how you share it. And of course, remember, unless you are a licensed medical professional, you cannot ever give medical advice. Now, I'm not going to go into that today, but just keep that in mind. Um, and there really is an art to how you deliver intuitive messages. Now, in Reiki Level 1, I also teach my students a chi ball exercise, which I teach to help them strengthen their palm chakras. And this increases their hand sensitivity, which will also help you to become more familiar with how you perceive and translate energy. So... If you're not familiar with this exercise, it's okay. I have a video um, guiding you through the process, and it's on my YouTube channel. So if you go to my website, uchi.com, that's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com, you can, at the top right-hand corner of the website, you'll see a little YouTube icon. You can click on that, and you'll find the video there. So anyway, after Level 1 class, you really want to focus on your self-healing and becoming more familiar with working with energy. And my best advice is just to allow. Get out of the way and don't try too hard. That was what um, really helped me when I first started. I was um, trying to do Reiki. And once I finally just allowed and I wasn't trying to make anything happen, and I wasn't trying to do anything particular. I just channeled the energy, laid my hands, and I allowed myself to witness whatever was occurring. So try that. Don't have any expectation. Just be a conduit and acknowledge whatever you are sensing. 
And you'll really be surprised what you do start to notice when you really allow yourself without any pressure. Because when you start to put pressure on yourself or think it can only be done in one particular way or if you're comparing yourself to how other people are doing it, you begin to get in your own way and you may have a hard time trusting. So one of the biggest components is just that. Just allow, (laughs) just step back and see what happens. And it just takes practice. At the very least, channel the energy each day intentionally. Again, you can look at my chi ball exercise to help with that. Just keep in mind that you don't have to push or force the energy out of your hands. Just breathe and allow it to flow on the breath. Um, so in Reiki level two, you start to focus on the emotional and mental side of energy work as well as conducting distant sessions. The distant is um, very big with level two, as well as being attuned to the vibration of the Reiki symbols. So after this class and certification, you are considered a practitioner. And I always recommend that students focus on working with energy from a distance, um, just to have that practice and becoming familiar with what that's like. And to start you know, volunteering or practicing some form of conducting like formal sessions. Because again, your practice and your process will only really develop and strengthen through your own choice to practice. What you put in is truly what you get out. And when I first started, um, I practiced on friends and family all the time. That's really what helped me get familiar with it. And, you know, one of the great things with Reiki Level 2 is if you don't want to necessarily work on people one-to-one, the distance sessions are perfect, but you still have to practice to get familiar with working with energy in that way. So, um, you know, I will tell you, when I first learned how to do the distant work, I personally, I was really skeptical, but only until I began to practice and I always asked for feedback. Now, fortunately, I had a lot of people to work on because my family, you know, they all live um, on the East Coast and I live in San Diego. So I would work on them and ask for feedback. And that will really help you to understand how energy works you learn a lot through the experience of the people you work on because it helps you to understand and translate what you sensed in conjunction with what their experience was or what they may have sensed. Um, With that, I want to point out, not everyone will um, have a very pronounced experience. Some people are just very relaxed. Some people may fall asleep. Everyone responds to energy differently. But the most important thing um, is really just to get out of your way. You know, it's just like I tell my intuition students. You have to get out of the way. Don't try to overanalyze. Just allow and observe. So instead of pressuring yourself to have to know what to do, move into a space of allowing yourself to just observe. 
Just witness what's occurring as you allow energy to work through you. And the reason I recommend, you know, volunteering or beginning to conduct more formalized sessions is because it's also a great practice and you get a feel for how you want to work with clients if that's something that you're thinking about doing. You know, there are some people who want to have Reiki sessions where people just come for Reiki and they leave. But there are other Reiki practitioners who include intuitive work or crystals, um, aromatherapy, sound therapy. Your sessions become unique based on your level of understanding and what you choose to incorporate. So just keep that in mind. There is no just one way to do it. Your practice will teach you a lot. So finally, we have master level. Now, with master level, one of the first things I want to point out is that just the term master alone seems to imply that someone has mastered Reiki. And the truth is that it's really about self-mastery. So if you get to that point of master level training and you've committed to working with Reiki, you may find that you are really on a journey of self-mastery and self-healing, that it was never really about mastering the technique itself. It was about you understanding you and your way of life. Now, again, even at master level, it doesn't matter the level of Reiki you've become certified in unless you practice. Do the work on you and then practice some more. This is really where the understanding comes in. And I've said this on the show before, but energy works with each of us in unique ways. And how we understand and work with energy will be unique to us. But you can't do Reiki wrong. You know, the universal life force energy is intelligent. So when you agree to be the conduit and your client agrees to receiving, balancing, and alignment of their own energy, it just happens. It's like something magical occurs. It's really one of those things you have to experience to understand. And, you know, whether you're a practitioner or the client, it really, you know, it's a beautiful experience. Um, So after master level, I always suggest that people become focused on their self-mastery. And again, you don't want to exclude yourself from um, the healing or the self-healing, right? So a lot of times we get into energy work because we want to help others. But keep in mind that you are an important part of that. It starts and ends with you. And the more work you do on yourself, the more loving space you can hold for your future clients and students. Now, since you learned the attunement process in the master level training, I also suggest that people start by practicing the attunements on their friends and family as well. And you can even offer a few practice classes for your friends and family just to get familiar with your own teaching style. 
And you want to become very familiar with, of course, you know, the history of Reiki and understanding the way that you work with Reiki so that you can incorporate your own experience into your teaching. Now, just a really quick recap. Level one is, um, I really suggest that people focus on self-healing and strengthening your connection um, with channeling the energy and noticing what that feels like for you. And again, you can watch my chi ball exercise video if you need help with that. After level two, you still want to focus on your self-healing, but it's also focused on how you personally translate and work with energy. For a lot of people, this is where it becomes more intuitive, and you also want to focus on distance sessions. And then in level three, it's really, again, about self-mastery. And for many people, they may begin to share in new ways, such as teaching or, you know, giving the attunement. But no matter which level you are attuned to, practice and make your own self-healing a priority. It doesn't matter which level of Reiki you are studying or practicing. Make your own self-healing a priority. Now, one last thing I want to point out, um, because I know that so many people are hyper-focused on raising their vibration or their frequency and trying to, you know, really connect with their spirituality or enlightenment. And if you are in this space, I just want to remind you that when we're overly consumed with the outcome, we miss out on the present moment and we miss out on the journey and the experience. You want to make sure that you are connected to what you are learning right now. That is the point how everything is unfolding for you, the lessons, how you are shifting and changing and growing. And one of the things to keep in mind, whether it's Reiki that you're practicing or whatever you're doing, I mean, you know, this isn't a contest. It's not a race. You want to allow yourself to learn through your experience. Be a part of what it is you are experiencing and creating right now. And allow yourself to witness and appreciate how you are growing as all of it is happening. Now, I always say where you end up is dependent on the work you're doing now. It's all about loving and appreciating who you are and where you are today. And if you are attuned to Reiki, just practice. No pressure. Just allow and see how it all unfolds. You know, one of the biggest shifts after Reiki training is the shift in perspective, no matter which level you're attuned to. So I always suggest that my students take note of how they're viewing things and make note of your dreams, any changes you notice about you and your awareness. You know, Reiki is really more than just a technique. It truly becomes a way of life. So, you know, it's, I tell you this all the time, and if you've reached out to me before, you know that I respond, and I mean it sincerely. If you are practicing Reiki, 
I would love to hear what your experiences are. So you can email me. Um, you can always contact me through my website, which is uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. Or if you are a Reiki practitioner and would like to share your experiences on the show, you can do that as well. Let me know. But I hope that this information was helpful for you tonight, and I will connect with you again very soon. Um, I know that I sound a little scratchy, but it's late, and like I mentioned, I've been traveling, but I really wanted to connect with you, so I'm glad that I had the opportunity. And for those of you who are new to the show, if you haven't already signed up for my newsletter, be sure to hop over to my website, uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com and sign up for the Uchi newsletter. And in fact, this month in particular, some very interesting energies. And I wrote all about it in this month's newsletter. So be sure to sign up for that. And I hope that you all have a great night and remember to always journey in love.